and that central law must control everyone. The Yamadudas could not imagine that two judges would give two different verdicts in the same case and therefore they wanted to know who the central judge is. The Yamadudas were certain that Ajamila was a most simple man, but although Yamaraja wanted to punish him, the Vishnududas excused him. This was a puzzling situation that the Yamadudas wanted Yamaraja to clarify. Sri Chaitanya Manobishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Padamayam Dadati Swapadantikam Vandeham Sri Guru Shiva Padakamalam Sri Guru Vaishnavamsya Sri Rukam Sagrajatam Sahagana Dharmapantam Tamsajivam Sadvaitam Sagadutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Sri Radha Krishna Padam Sahagana Lalita Shri Shaka Mutamscha He Krishna Padam Sindhu Dinavando Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Ramasude Sattakanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrinda Vaneshmari Prishabhanu Sude Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Pancha Kakatakuvyacha Sva Sindhu Vya Evacha Satitanam Kavanam Vyo Vaishnavyo Namamamaha Jai Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadara Sri Vasadi Gaurabhattapinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare This particular pastime of Ajamila delivered by the Vishnu Dudas, the subsequent conversation that ensued between the uh, between the Vishnu Dudas and uh, the Yamadudas. and how Ajamila uh, got delivered. Now the story is moved to that part where the, the Yamadudas who were um, dutifully carrying out the orders of their master, who is Yamaraj, they are expressing their emotions to Yamaraj. If you look at the um, pastime from the different emotions the personalities go through, it's quite interesting that in the deathbed, about to leave his body, when his when the soul, when Ajamila is seeing himself getting dragged out of his temporary material body. He, the emotion that he goes through was horror, pain, agony. And then in that pain, the unexpected thing happens. No one would have expected that this person who has spent more than half of his life in a pious way and the rest of his life in a very impious way, who would imagine that this person would call out the name of the Lord just at that crucial point. The unexpected thing happens. So the unexpected thing happens and this changes the whole scenario. Now the, uh, the pastime takes a whole different turn. Now this helpless calling out of the Lord attracts the mercy of the Lord. Like yesterday, Sri Krishna was saying, Lord is very personal, he reciprocates. 
So the Lord is sending Vishnu Dudas to rescue Ajamela. So you, we see the the emotion exhibited by the Lord here is his Bhaktavatsala aspect, his compassion, for which he is always known for. Uh, that's why we say Karuna, Sindhu, Dina, Bandhu. So this draws the emotion of mercy, karunya, compassion, daya, and his Bhaktavatsala aspect is being drawn. That emotion is being drawn. Now the Vishnu Dudas come and they embody the same mercy, compassion and the removal of fear aspect of the Lord. And that's why they say to Ajamila the same words which Krishna says in the Gita, Ma Shucha, they tell the same words to um, Ajamila saying that do not fear. So Vishnu has come, they defy the orders of Yamaraj, they cut the, the hard knot of the Yamapasha, the ropes of the Yamadudas, which is very hard to cut. And then they speak kind and reassuring words to Ajaman, and one of them is this, do not fear. So we see the uh, Vishnu Dudas exhibiting the same emotion of the Lord, daya, compassion, removing fear, protecting portion of which the Lord has and that's exhibited through the Vishnu Dudas. Now the, the Yama Dudas, they are looking like, what's going on here? We have a whole list of sins which this person has committed and we have the order of Yamaraj and we are on our duty. No one has ever stopped us from doing our duty. This sort of frustration, anger, not able to do the duty which they are meant to do, establishing Dharma, that's what Dharmaraj is for. And then astonishment, how could this ever happen? So these are the emotions which the uh, Yamadudas are going through. And most importantly, they thought that their master, Yamaraj, is the supreme controller. And his order can never be defeated, thwarted. But here, the scene is unfolding in a such a way that they are going through this sort of emotions, anger, frustration. Um, despite these emotions, they talk very politely with the Vishnu rulers. They control, they check their emotions. And then they talk to Vishnu rulers in a polite way. They, Yama um, rulers, they tell their side and then Vishnu Dutas also politely replied about the superior Dharma. So that's when the um, Ajamila hears the nectar of the potency of the Lord's name. So Ajamila, if we change the focus to Ajamila, from fear, horror, pain, of um, death, he is now experiencing the um, nectar of the pastimes of the Lord entering through his ears. He is having physical association with the Vishnu Rudas who are there, seeing their beauty. It's as good as seeing the Lord. What's missing in the Vishnu Rudas is the Sri Utsa Mark and the Vaijanti Garden, except that they have the, the same form, opulence, all of that. So it draws their emotions in a jamila. It's as good as seeing the Lord. Then the readers of the Bhagavatam also go through the emotions of seeing the potency of the holy name. And that creates transformation. We see a jamila transforming and seeing that our heart also transforms. We go through that. Uh, 
nectar of hearing the glories of the holy name and glories of the lord from the mouth of devotees which adds to the flavor sukamukar amrita drasamitam in our case through shila prabhupada's purpose now despite that the nectarian message of the lord the potency of the holy name is being spoken because yamadudas are still caught up on this aspect my boss is the supreme controller his order is not being carried out i am not able to do my duty these people are preventing me preventing us from doing our duty so despite the fact that they heard the glories of the holy name that the blocks that were there the emotional blocks did not allow the message to penetrate so they it has to be repeated again they can't believe it how but just by saying narayana four syllables four persons come out of the blue and also they are blue <laughs> they are four hands fully decorated and they just come and so fully um in great astonishment anger frustration so this is blocking them from understanding the message and they need to be yes they need to be told again here they um, come back to yamaraj and then they describe the whole incident and now they are not able to check their anger they are not able to check their frustration they are venting it out to yamaraj shila prabhupar um refers to shila vishnu chakravarti tapaspur quotes in this section so uh i'll read acharya's commentary from for this set of verses So because the Yamaradas were confronted, they were defeated. Um, they came back to Yamaraj. <clears throat> it is their bit more familiar territory or their their own place with their own master. So they now they can't keep their cool. So now they just openly express their feelings. <clears throat> so this is how they say. The Yamaradas say that. we go throughout the whole world no one defeats us and today we see that these four persons with four arms they appear out of the blue and then the person whom we are trying to punish this ajamil and bring him to hell that's why three were sent the the amount of sins that ajamil committed was so much that amrad had to send three should be only two come <laughs> so we are being blocked if we can't do our duty we are a servants of a firefly so this is directed towards samraj if we can't do our duty um, we are just like servants of a firefly after this we no longer want to serve now this great resignation thing is going on now so the yamadudas are about to Um, give their what do they say? Put their letters. I put my letter today. That's all they say. They are about to give up their duty. We we can no longer serve. And Acharya explains that their emotion is so much that their voice is choked when they are talking to Yamaraj. And then they ask this question. how can there be many controllers are there multiple controllers looks like we sense that somebody is above you also and there seems to be some contradiction here you are no longer the supreme controller our uh, bubble the dream bubble has popped and now we want to know the truth are there multiple controllers so in typical krishna chakravarti's style there's a dialogue going on 
Okay, what's the problem? If there are multiple control controllers, your servants anyway, what's your problem? So then the Yamadutas they explain different scenarios. For every action there is either reward or punishment. Okay? So scenario one, assuming that there's two authorities and the two authorities are giving punishment. These are two outcomes, reward or punishment, and there are two authorities. So one authority punishes, other authority also punishes. So a person will undergo punishment twice. Okay. Scenario two, reward. Okay. Now one authority rewards, other authority also rewards. The person is getting rewarded twice. Now the third complex scenario is they don't agree. <laughs> the two authorities disagree. One person rewards, other person punishes. That's what's happening now. Yamadudas under the order of Yamaraj wants to punish. Vishnudas under the order of Vishnu, they are rewarding. This is why we say that multiple authorities is a problem. Because you can't punish twice, you can't reward twice and if there is a contradiction, how do we resolve? That is why having many controllers is a problem. So in this way, they express their emotions to Yamaraj. We saw the emotions of Ajamil, Yamadudas, Vishnudas, the Lord, now we will turn to Yamaraj. So your subordinates are coming and blasting you. I'm not sure if, wife, if, if his wife was around, but that would be the biggest thing. You're getting blasted by your own juniors. Um, that is the emotion that Yamaraj has to go through. Embarrassment, as stated by in the yesterday's purport, in, in in one way, is a bit of an embarrassing situation for the Amaraj. He has given the verdict of punishment to a person. He has sent his messengers, not two, three, just to make sure that he comes back and on the way he gets beaten. That's why the third person was sent. All the arrangement was made. And who on the earth will imagine that this simple person right at that juncture of leaving his body who has done a whole lot of sins? Who on the earth will expect that this person will helplessly call out the four syllables? Narayana. Yamaraj didn't expect. So it is a bit of an um, embarrassment. And the other, to add to that, it's not that the Lord directly intervened, He sent His subordinates. The subordinates of your superior are thwarting your um, order. They are defeating you. And they are telling, they are instructing your subordinates as to what the correct way of working is. Which, is, which means that it is an instruction to Him also. So your subordinates are blasting, the subordinates of your superior is also kind of uh, instructing and of course ultimately the Lord is doing it. And that's why in yesterday's purport, uh, Prabhupada writes that Yamaraj is empowered by the Lord. In this today's verse and subsequent verse we will see how Yamaraj keeps his cool. He doesn't punish his subordinates. He doesn't chastise them straight away. But what he does is something amazing that every leader has to do is to educate his um, those who are under them. Education. That education is through words and also through 
actions. That's why as a Mahajan he exhibits that characteristic of remembering the Lord and keeping his food. Let his subordinates vent out their anger, then instruct them. And towards this, in this chapter, towards the end or in the middle, uh, Yamara will offer prayers to the Lord and beg for forgiveness. Despite going through embarrassment, blasted by his juniors, um, in a way his orders being thwarted by the subordinate of the senior, he keeps his cool and he begs forgiveness to the Lord in a mood and thereby teaching his subordinates the actual standard. In listing the Mahajans, he will list him, his name in the end. Galib Vayasakir Vayam, he will say. Um, he doesn't put his name in the front. Oh, Mahajan, yes, I am the first, then comes, you know, he puts himself the last. And it is interesting to note that these Mahajans can know the actions of the Lord, but none of them can know the intention of the Lord. The surprise aspect is always there. Having seen the emotions which the personalities go through, have gone through in this episode, let's focus on the principles that we can learn from this episode up to this point. The first principle I thought of sharing is, when someone is emotionally disturbed, don't try to preach them um, or don't try to educate them high-level philosophy. When someone's emotionally disturbed, that's not the time you impart Vaishnava etiquette, this, you should have done that. So, let that person become emotionally a bit more stable, let them express, vent out their emotions. And then you start educating them gradually, according to the level that they can. And this indicates the second principle of being accommodative to absorb the disturbed state of his own subordinate that requires emotional maturity. So that is something that we can take and learn from this episode, how Yamaraj is exhibiting that uh, emotional maturity. The next principle is, however high you are in the line of authority, expect that somebody else above you will correct you. Be prepared for that. It could happen anytime while you are executing your duty in front of your juniors also. So be open for that. And if you look at it from the subordinate role, when you see that your superior is being corrected by another superior, you don't have to lose faith in your immediate superior. You have to go and clarify and get a bit more clarity of the entire picture. And that's what the uh, Yamadudas are doing. So, instead of questioning the integrity of the intermediate authority, we should be in a position to get things more clarified and not to abandon the uh, line of authority. The next principle is, if you have made a mistake, beg for forgiveness. Admit it and accept that you made a mistake and beg forgiveness from the um, persons who are involved, the superiors. I'm saying this, but I'm still working on this myself. Make a lot of mistakes. Um, so this disposition of being able to um, 
ask for forgiveness and maintaining that humble subordinate mood. And that's what Yamaraj exhibits in verse 30 of this particular chapter. And he says, he includes himself and his um, followers to be offenders. And then he begs that, Oh my Lord, this is what Yamaraj says, My servants have surely committed a great offense by arresting a Vaishnava such as Ajamila. O Narayana, O Supreme and Oldest Person, please forgive us. So here is where you see the, as a, the principle of leadership that he says that it is his mistake and it is a mistake of his subordinates also. He doesn't wash up his hands. My dear Lord, they did it. I didn't do it. <laughs> I am not responsible. You deal with them. So then what will the subordinates feel? If we are giving our life to you now that you just say, come with your washing of your hands and then. And he takes responsibility, accountability. It's the same characteristic that the Lord himself exhibited. You know when? When the pastime of uh, four Kumaras being blocked by who? Jayanuja. So the Lord comes out and says that I beg for forgiveness. Whatever my subordinates have done, I also beg forgiveness. I am even willing to lock off my own hand to, um, which means he is able to exhibit that quality of, okay, my subordinates have done, that's my mistake also. And now Yamaraj is doing it towards the Lord. So continuing his uh, Yamaraj's um, prayer, you can say. Because of our ignorance, we fail to recognize Ajamila as a servant of your Lordship. And thus, we have commit, suddenly committed a great offense. Therefore, with folded hands, we beg your pardon. My Lord, since you are supremely merciful and are always full of good qualities, please pardon us. We offer our respectful obeisances unto you. Now, before this prayer, Yamaraj will also give instructions. He will instruct whatever the Yamadudas heard from the Vishnu Dudas, the potency of the Lord's name, the mercy aspect of the Lord, how that is superior, all that he, they will hear again from their own master, and now they will be convinced. So, the principle is educating the juniors by words, educating by action and educating about full surrender to the Lord. Now the other principle or learning from this pastime is that as far as the Lord is concerned, he is Abhijnaswara, he is independent, no one has control over him, no one is above him. So he can act in any way that will give us surprises. He is supremely independent. The rules you may set as intermediate controllers, as described here, Mandalapati. So it is just allegorical. You, are, you may be controllers, but he is a supreme controller. Anytime an overriding um, an overriding order may come from the Lord unexpectedly and he doesn't have to follow any of the protocols. But sometimes he does follow the protocols set by his subordinates. Example where he doesn't follow is this, where he does follow is the pastime of what pastime Lord followed the um, benediction given by his newborn devotee. What pastime he followed that? Naradhuni. Hmm. So Naradhuni cursed Kubera's sons and the Lord 
fulfilled it yeah what else what other benedictions the devotee gave one devotee gave to protect another devotee he followed all the protocols and still sorry the devotee gave benediction to the lord uh, devotee gave benediction to someone else but the lord followed that so lord brahma ambarish maharaj Yes, okay. Ambarish Maharaj requested Sudarshan Chakra not to harm Durvasamani. So that was Sudarshan Chakra retreated. So again, it's interesting to note that that set of prayers uh, we can chant daily and especially during this pandemic time. We can talk about reducing the bodily fevers, the burning and all of that. Okay, that's an interesting pastime. Well, the Lord... agrees to abide by his subordinates or the devotees wish what else what other scenario that the lord exactly followed the rules set by his subordinate and still achieve his mission of protecting another devotee and showing his bhaktavatsala aspect Okay. Hearing two things, that's good. Yes. How? How? Can you explain? So when Narasimha they killed Hiranyakashipu, what happened? Okay. So he can liberate his father. So in that past time, how did the Lord fulfill the words of another devotee? liberated his father so the form that he took as half man half lion was exactly in line with the rules and the benediction given by who lord brahma so lord brahma gave the benediction to hiranyakashipu they all the conditions so pralad uh, sorry asim they fulfilled all the conditions half man half lion killing him neither inside nor outside no weapons just with his nails on his lap not on the uh, earth or heaven neither inside nor outside neither a man nor an animal stambe sabaya namrutam namamsham yes so he lapped in a pillar out of nowhere so yes so now coming to bishma there what is that ah okay so <coughs> bishma there took the vow that i will kill the pandavas um, if not at least arjuna either that or the lord has to break his promise that he will not leave weapons either one or that so the lord fulfill so sometimes the lord keeps his promise sometimes the lord doesn't he can override so that is a good understanding that i got thank you now the the final aspect that i want to touch upon today is the the one word from the purport that set me thinking is a puzzling situations there's a word in the purport today's purport this was a puzzling situation that the yamadudas wanted yamaraja to clarify so let's zoom into this puzzling situation what are the puzzling situations that you have come across in the scriptures the devotees go through focusing starting in bhagavad gita how does bhagavad gita begin 
puzzling situation and the scriptures. Would you like to share what puzzling situation Bhagavad Gita begins with? Yeah, so that's a puzzling situation. Your own kith and kin. Arjuna says that grandfathers, fathers, maternal uncles, all of them is puzzled to see in a fighting spirit. And that puzzled him. So Gita begins with that puzzling situation that a person goes through. And then more puzzling things as Gita unfolds. In the second chapter itself, we'll say different parts will be described as a summary. And every part will say, okay, fight. Um, follow your nature, the Kshatriya, fight. If you want to um, um, work without detachment, offer the results, still fight. I work only for me, for satisfying me, still fight. So, this same Lord who is Bhaktavatsala, who is protector, Arjuna was puzzled when he saw the Kala Rupa. Who are you? I saw it as a friend standing next to me. Now, what is his form? And that puzzled Arjuna. That time the Lord will be follows me. So, uh, Bhagavad Gita begins with that. Now, what are other puzzling situations in the Bhagavatam? How does Bhagavatam begin? Asking questions by the sages, okay, then who is the major person involved? Parikshit. What puzzling situation Parikshit goes through? Putting a dead snake on the Brahman's neck, the same Parikshit Maharaj who could tolerate the, uh, the fire of the Brahmastra in his mother's womb could not tolerate a little bit of thirst. That's puzzling for us. And the other puzzling scenario that Parikshit Maharaj goes through is that he sees in his own kingdom a person dressed as a king, Shudra dressed as a king and he is doing an abominable activity of what? Bull, he is harming a bull. So, um, as you all know, bull has dharma, four legs, only one leg is standing, and here is a person, a shudra dressed up as a king, trying to kill. So, Parikshit Maharaj was puzzled to see that, and his response was that to Kali was that he will, he was about to kill Kali. Then, Kali did something unusual. So then Parikshit is again puzzled. Now I have to give shelter to this person who has surrendered and asking me to give a place to stay. So then he allocated the places where gold is stored or meat eating, intoxication, illicit sex, gambling, all that places you can stay. Parikshit Maharaj is wearing a golden crown. So Kali entered through that, influenced him to put the snake around uh, Samikarishi's neck and then we know what happened. So Parishit Maharaj was puzzled to see Kali in that situation and then but he took a brave action. Um, then we, we are um, in a bit of a situation where we have to analyze that this same person is behaving saintly, but now he is uh, destined to kill, to be uh, killed in seven days. The Lord doesn't seem to protect. We are puzzled. We protected him in the womb, but now you seem to back off and then just watch him. The reason behind that is uh, Bhagavatam has to be spoken. Therefore, in a puzzling way, the Lord uses his devotees. He protects sometimes. He does protect Parishit Maharaj by giving him this Atmajyan and making him immune to death before he faces the actual death. 
Okay, what are the puzzling situations are there? Next few chapters in the Bhagavatams. Yasudev is himself in a puzzled situation. I have written all the various scriptures. Still I am unsatisfied. So that's why you need a spiritual master after the level of Vyasadeva. Then he surrenders, then Naratni comes, instructs. Then Bhagavatam is spoken. How about the puzzling scenario which Arjuna faced in the Srimad Bhagavatam in the first canto? What puzzling situation Arjuna has to face? Power. He lost his power. Okay. It's a good one. I didn't expect that. Krishna is gone. Same Gandiva. It's the same person. The potency is gone. He couldn't even defeat a bunch of powered men uh, with a low character. Can't take away the queens of the Lord. He couldn't do much. He was positive. Sorry? His mission was fulfilled, now the Lord was not there, no longer, so he's gone. How about Arjuna had to do this task of killing who? Ashwatthama. That's another puzzling situation that Arjuna goes through. It's the same Draupadi who goes through the ghastly scene of his own sons. Getting their heads chopped off, not in a fight, but in the dead of the night, unarmed, unfighting, unresisting. If a dead body comes, if the body is in full shape, at least there's a little bit of, but the body has come without the head. And here is a mother watching that, and she wanted Ashwatthama dead at that time. Who did this? Ashwatthama. Ashwatthama has to die. So Arjuna goes. Draupadi settles down in her emotion. Now she is seeing Ashwatthama brought. And now here is a puzzling situation for uh, Arjuna. The Supreme Lord himself says, kill him. Bhima says, as you should Bhima will be. Just go for it. So the list of reasons given by various personalities to kill and surprisingly Draupadi, Mother Draupadi turns around and she says not to kill Ashwatthama. What reasons Draupadi gives? There are a lot of Bhakti Vedantas, Bhakti Vaidavas here. He was the only son. Okay, only son. I lost my five sons. I don't want the same pain for another mother. I don't want Ashwatthama's mother to go through the pain that I am going through. Okay, what other reasons she gives? Because he was a Brahmana. Okay. So her speech included aspects the Acharya explained. Because she has come out of that emotional state, she is able to think in a bit more sober way. So her uh, reasons included dharma, justice, uh, mercy, non-duplicity, equal, being equal to everyone. And these are some of the aspects of um, the dharma shastras is that it defines what is right, what is wrong. We have the Varnashrama system. It defines that this is the role, this is the responsibility. And then, um, and there is a way of judging others, which tells you if this person does something wrong, this is the intensity of the punishment. So first is the code of conduct. Second is judgment. How do we judge others based on their position in the Varnashrama? And third is atonement. How do you atone for
for a particular kind of crime or um, mistake that you have done. So this three points are found from uh, His Holiness Shiva Maharaj's um, Varnashrama Compendium book where he says Dharma Shastras have these three aspects. And we see all that in Mother Draupadi where she is giving reasons why Ashwatthama should not be punished. The same Mother Draupadi. Now she is arguing how um, Ashwatthama should not be punished. Now who is going through this puzzle? Arjuna. The wife said bring him, kill him. Now she is saying don't kill him. The Lord is saying kill him. Others. Now hearing Draupadi's emotion, seeing her transformation, others also agree that Ashwatthama should not be killed. So the number of persons favoring Ashwatthama has increased now. Still Krishna would say kill him. Bhima also say kill him. But Krishna will throw in a disclaimer, uh, kill him, but consider that he is also uh, a Brahman. So Arjuna's perplexity is puzzled, gets more and more. And then he does something amazing to come out of the puzzle is, yes, I have to kill him, at the same time not kill him. For a Kshatriya to take out their strength and their pride, it's as good as they are dead. So cut his hair and take out the jewel. Leaving. So here we see the aspects of a devotee going through a puzzling situation. The Lord Himself giving him um, what is called as contradictory instructions, but guiding him also. Um, like that, there are quite a few, uh, quite a lot of puzzling situations that the devotees go through in the Sriman Bhagavatam. Few things that came to my mind are how Yudhishthir Maharaj appears to be inconsolable even after hearing the Lord Himself. Lord Himself tried to console him, but still he was not consoled. That's a puzzling situation. Then Bhishma consoles him. And Bhishma is puzzled. How could Yudhishthir, who is the son of Yamaraj himself, who was so righteous, and all the Pandavas were so righteous, I am puzzled to see that you have to go through such hardship. Aho kashtam, aho anyayam, yadduyam, dharma nandana, jivitam nathata krishna, vipra dharma achuta ashaya. You, you don't even deserve to live because you have gone through so much of pain in your life that um, despite being Dharmaraj, despite being so righteous, but you have taken shelter of the Brahmanas, you take shelter of Dharma, you have taken shelter of the infallible Lord, Anchita. And then Vishnudev will also express the Lord's plan is inconceivable and that's puzzling and don't try to question. <laughs> Just comply. Even if Yes. Now, in Shastra we see a lot of examples um, within the Bhagavatam and within our functioning within ISKCON also we could be put under puzzling situations. What could be some puzzling situations where there are two authorities telling something different and you are puzzled. Before I tell what I found out, I will learn something from you. What could be some potential scenario within this one that you could be put in a puzzling situation? Lord Krishna says not to give my knowledge to non-devotees. Not to give my knowledge to non-devotees, Lord Krishna says, okay. And then Prabhupada says, go and preach. <laughs> Don't disturb the minds of those too much attached. The proper says, go and please go, disturb them, tell them. Uh, <coughs> Why? Because the mood of the Lord towards the end, the Lord says, whoever preaches my message is dear to me. And the Lord is urging everybody to surrender unto Him. 
So Prabhupada gives that in the beginning itself. <coughs> okay, what other within his when functioning? Prabhupada okay. himself giving <coughs> different instructions in different times. Typical example of that <coughs> came out in the founder of the course is that about Varnashram implementation, Prabhupada will say different things in different times. <coughs> and that's why devotees take different sites up to 75, 76 or even before that Prabhupada will say forget about Varnashram. Chanting Hare Krishna is the only panacea. So later when the time comes, 1977 onwards, Prabhupada will say, Varnashram is a must. <laughs> the institution has grown, people are feeling the weight. Now we must have an ideal setup for people of different mentalities to come, use that nature, and dotate uh, that in Krishna service. <coughs> for that, implementation of Varnashram is a must. Now, the same Acharya, one year ago you said, forget about it. Now, one year later you're saying, I want it implemented now. So that means he is able to see something which we are not able to see. He is asking us to wait till the right time comes and then implement. Just like in cooking, um, if you overcook it, it gets burnt, if you undercook it, it's raw. So you need to know the right timing. Um, Okay, what other scenarios in this con where we are puzzled by two different authorities? Probably the fans will be able to see. So, based on what I learned in the um, disciples course and the handbook, is that where we have the spiritual line of authority and the managerial line of authority. Interestingly, when I read through that, whoever is defined as the spiritual line of authority, the same set of persons are there in the managerial line of authority also. <coughs> so let's see who is in the um, spiritual line of authority. It starts with Lord Krishna, comes for us through Brahma Madhva Gaudi Sankadaya, Srila Prabhupada. The spiritual line can include, the spiritual, the spiritual line of authority can include the governing body commissioners, GBC zone secretaries, spiritual masters, sannyasis, regional secretaries, temple presidents, congregational leaders and both traveling and community preachers. So this is the spiritual line. And you will find exactly the same set of people mentioned in the managerial line. So the urge is that not to see management as something separate from service to Krishna. At the same time, the managemental authority is not an infallible authority like the Shastra. They are meant to facilitate the preaching mission. For preaching management is involved, that shouldn't be seen as separate from Krishna consciousness. So there are a few quotes to um, illustrate that the, the vision of seeing management as separate from Krishna consciousness has to be um, given up. Now in both the cases, if there is an agreement, as we saw the different scenarios, which the Yamadudas say, the two authorities, two authorities are agreeing, no problem. Now the uh, difference comes, or the puzzling scenario comes when they differ. And that's when the education is required for those taking up uh, the discipleship. They need to be educated about who is in the both the lines of authorities and the disciple has to act in a way that he doesn't create a conflict between these two. He has to clearly know who is responsible for what. 
your um, spiritual inspiration, your connection to the Guru Parampara that's through the Diksha. Diksha Guru also gives Siksha and others also give you Siksha, which is instructions. Now, if there is a, a scenario that the spiritual authority acts independent of the management line of authority, uh, that is not an ideal scenario. At the same time, when the management, those in the management role, they emphasize more on the goals of their management and uh, underestimate the power of sadhana, behavior, etiquette and all that. That's also not ideal. So the solution to that is all of them have to be educated and um, including those who are taking up big roles and those who are taking up the role of the disciple. All of them have to be educated, giving them a clear idea of the roles and responsibilities and who to go to for when. And as the Yamadudas are doing, if there is a conflict, openly go and express and ask for clarification. And this is how you apply the principles that we have learned in the Shastras, in your dealings within ISKCON, so that you don't create, when you are puzzled, you don't create further promotion and disturbance. Rather, you ask for clarification and that is a ideal situation where you get further education. That's what the Yamadurus are getting. Because they are asking inquisitive about Narayana and Yamaraj says, okay, this is a good time that I can teach you about Narayana. Is how. Similarly, we get um, more, we get to know more about how things function within Iskhan when we are prepared to get be educated. Just to wrap up, the other scenario that I found which is puzzling in the Shastra of how the Jayavan um, Jayavan, they stopped the four Kumaras, they were the four Kumaras were puzzled. How we also see um, Priyavrata Maharaj being so renounced, he is asked to accept the kingdom and rule. So we get inspiration from the Shastra, we also know how to apply them in the institution and work um, or conclude there with these principles to take with us. Any questions or comments on what we discussed?
just does it out of favor for them. And a lot of things in that past time that, oh my, you would be said like this, so I have to do that. I don't have complete spiritual knowledge to comment on whether for all scenarios it is applicable or not. So, based on what I know in certain scenarios, the Lord does foresee for this pastime, to, to facilitate this pastime, he does it. In, in Narayana's scenario, it is to illustrate that I'll keep the word of my devotee because my devotee said these two will be delivered, so that's what I'll deliver. So, the emphasis is more on glorifying Narayana. That's what I think. But I can't say uh, it's a general rule with others because I haven't read all these answers. Grand Rashi Mantohagachan Kijay Shila Prabhupada